You chaps will be called prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When the time arrived for Elizabeth to have her child, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown his great mercy toward her, and they rejoiced with her. When they came on the eighth day to circumcise the child, they were going to call him Zechariah after his father. But his mother said in reply, No, he will be called John. But they answered her, There is no one among your relatives who has this name. So they made signs, asking his father what he wished him to be called. He asked for a tablet and wrote, John is his name. And all were amazed. Immediately his mouth was opened, his tongue freed, and he spoke, blessing God. Then fear came upon all their neighbors, and all these matters were discussed throughout the hill country of Judea. All who heard these things took them to heart, saying, What then will this child be? For surely the hand of the Lord was with him. The child grew and became strong in spirit, and he was in the desert until the day of his manifestation to Israel. The Gospel of the Lord. One of the most important decisions a father and mother will make is the choice of their child's name. Why is that? Well, because children will carry on the family legacy and their name will be forever attached to that legacy. The first time I learned that names carry the family reputation and legacy was when I watched Gilligan's Island. (laughs) Do you remember that great TV show? One of the very wealthy characters was Thurston Howell III. He was the third generation of Thurstons to carry that name. And he did so with great pride and often quite a bit of arrogance because he refused to work on the island like everyone else. It is very likely that Thurston would have bestowed his own name to his son, making him Thurston Howell IV. In this way, a name can transcend an individual and become almost timeless as the family lives on in each generation. This is part of the controversy around the naming of John the Baptist in the Gospel today. Male Jewish boys were circumcised on the eighth day after being born. And that was when the parents bestowed their name. Apparently, the neighbors of Elizabeth and Zechariah had been watching Gilligan's Island, too, because they object 
to Elizabeth naming her son John. Why? Well, they argue. There is no one among your relatives who has this name. In other words, this baby boy should carry on the family legacy by having his father's name. At that point, Zechariah makes signs to indicate that he agrees with his wife to call him John. And as if to show that God agreed as well, Zechariah's tongue is freed and he is able to speak again. Notice how his obedience to his wife healed him of his disobedience to God. Remember that, gentlemen. In other words, the name John would help this little boy to transcend time. Not because he was in a line of Johns, but because this name was given by God through an angel. And that is a far greater treasure than the wealth of Thurston Howell III. My friends, we often have different names over the course of our lives. Besides the names that our parents pick for us with great tenderness and care, sometimes when a woman gets married, she begins to use her husband's last name. Although the tradition is beginning now of hyphenating the last name. When a man or a woman joins a religious order to become a monk or a nun, they take a new name when they make their solemn final profession, like Sister Therese of the Child Jesus and the Holy Face, also known as the Little Flower. When a cardinal is elected as the Pope, he takes a new name, like John Paul II or Benedict XVI or Francis. Those were not their baptismal names. All these choices of names carry powerful significance and deep symbolism. They are not chosen lightly. They're trying to be like John the Baptist today and figure out what would God name me? But did you know that besides all these earthly names, you may carry, you will also be given a new name in heaven. We read in Revelation chapter 2, verse 17, to the victor, I shall give some of the hidden manna. That's referring to the Eucharist. I shall also give a white stone upon which is inscribed a new name. George MacDonald, the great Scottish Presbyterian minister, who inspired C.S. Lewis, explained the significance of this stone and this name. He wrote in a sermon, the giving of the white stone with the new name is the communication of what God thinks about the man to the man. It is the divine judgment. MacDonald continues, the true name is one which expresses the character, the nature, the meaning of the person who bears it. It is the man's own symbol, the sign which belongs to him and to no one else. In other words, only when we get to heaven will we finally receive our real name. 
the name God has chosen for us, like John the Baptist's name was the one he had chosen for him. And only then will we know who we truly are. Until then, we remain a mystery to ourselves, no matter how many generations of sons are named Thurston Howell. Praise to be Jesus Christ.